0: Hey, what's up, guys? It's Murph. This week on the Unsigned Podcast, we have Matt Bernal from uh, Republic Records, a good friend of mine for a number of years, and uh, he took the time out of his uh, holiday break to, to catch up with us and, and talk about how he got his start interning and, and working in the music business to you know now be, being the Associate Director of Streaming for Urban Music over at Republic Records. So it's an awesome time, Matt. Um, talked about his time starting out and then you know all the way up to working on really big records with with Post Malone and, and his work at Republic Records so this is a super fun episode that we did. And and Matt was gracious enough to go into detail and and talk about some of the experiences he's had with streaming services. And so I think there's a lot of great insight for anybody looking to, you know, just better position themselves to get um, playlisted on on any one of the big sites out there. So hope you guys enjoy this one. And uh, without further ado, let's get into it.
1: Hey guys, it's Matty B. I'm the associate director of Urban Streaming over at Republic Records, and I appreciate you guys taking the time with me today.
0: Matt, appreciate you uh, joining the, the Unsigned Podcast this week, man. Uh, I know we've been trying to make this happen for the last couple of weeks, couple of months. We've been <laughs> back and forth. So glad we could we could catch up on this on this holiday edition of the the podcast. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, before we jump into everything, if you don't mind, just, you know, kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, um, you know, the listeners and, and, you know, where you're from and, and how you got your start in, in music.
1: Nah, for sure. So, uh, I'm uh, originally from Jersey, uh, moved out to Queens, New York about, uh, five years ago. Uh, I started my first internship in the music business was, uh, over at Universal Motown. Uh, ironically enough for my uh now fiance christina novo uh i started in the sales department um just doing itunes charts and um you know i fell in love with music after that after that i was like yo this is what i want to do uh i just got to get my foot in the door and just keep rocking um so i uh, i i did the sales thing i then i moved over to publicity and did some internships there um and then from there i became a temp i did a four hours a day, five days a week. I did uh, an internship in New York and then I did insurance in New Jersey. So I did two jobs a day. Uh, Then I got a phone call from Chris and was like, Hey, we want to take things to the next level. Um, I was lucky enough to get an assistant job for the PR team and things kind of just grew from there.
0: Nice. Nice. And yeah, I mean, that's, That's like, uh, you know, kind of our generation It's such a typical story on on the way in, right? It's always like having to work, uh, start out as an intern, go through a temp agency that one of the labels worked with and and getting that gig. And then you know trying trying to run with it from there so um just trying yeah, def- something that opens up <laughs> right it's it, yeah man and it's it's really just about like keeping the nose to the grindstone and really just like having to work two jobs for you know a couple of months or a year or whatever it takes before that opening happens you know because it's like it's hard to it's hard to battle headcount and that's like what the majors are up against right they can't hire people 100% if, you know that they, they don't have the slots so um so yeah man Definitely been in that same spot too, first starting now. So it's it's good to hear. Uh, we're not the only ones, right? Um,
1: <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. And especially uh, now, just you know, just seeing the landscape of internships now. A lot of yeah. people like republic hires is is from the internship program. So it's it's yeah. super important for people who want to get into the business to get go after those internships.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, people are just more likely to hire somebody that they already know, right? Saves them yep. time, money and energy to like start the whole recruiting process. And um, so, yeah, yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, wanted, to, wanted to jump into a personal story, too. So like a little while ago, obviously the, uh, the 10 albums that changed my life thing was, was going around on Instagram. And, uh, you know, you listed Post's Stony album as, as your 10th album. So how, um, how did that album change your life?
1: Oh well first and foremost that challenge was super hard to put uh out all the really like, Change your life and <laughs> yo, I, yo, uh... I, I couldn't do
0: I couldn't do it. <laughs> I like started to list it out and I was gonna go through my whole post thing. and I was like, Oh man, like I don't know, man. I don't I I I can't do it and then obviously got sidetracked <laughs> rather than even posting
1: it. But but yeah, I feel you. Yeah, it was it was super tough. But uh in terms of in terms of post Malone and and Stoney, man, that was definitely one of the projects that I really got uh, my foot in the door in terms of breaking out of that assistant role and really kind of, um, getting a taste of what, what it is to be, you know, an executive in the business. Um, that was really the first project that my boss at the time was like, Hey, Maddie run with this. Um, and since there, you know, he's being Michael Jackson records and all these incredible, you know, accolades that he's done. So that, uh, that album, yeah, man, it's it will definitely be like the first chapter of the book.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, what I love so much about that is that it's not like a, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff is uh, the albums that change your life. It's it's um, most of the time it's from like an emotional standpoint and and a fan standpoint, but you got to, like, combine those two worlds of, like, being a fan. But then, like, the album actually changed your life as well. And it sent it in, like, a whole other trajectory. So, like, I just love that. I love hearing that, man. Like, I was glad you put that on there. And I was like, oh. I'm sure that's why you saved it for last, right? You got to save the best for last.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, <laughs> if I'm being honest, it was the first book, you know, like, an album book that had my name in it. You know what I mean? Like,
0: everything just being awesome.
1: real, like, I could, coming coming after that months later looking back at the book like tears coming down my eyes just because, you know, so much goes into in into uh into a project like that, you know, everybody knows the story we post during during that time and yeah. how uh, how much of a fight it was for people to be you know, really accept it and you look back at it now it's like crazy.
0: Yeah, man, that's that's awesome. I love it. I love it. Um, cool. So, uh, you know, now kind of wanted to jump into a little bit more of the technical stuff, you know, some of the stuff that, that you handle on, on the day-to-day. So, you know, for those that don't know, what, you know, what does your job really entail? What does an Associate Director of Streaming do? And, you know, kind of what does your day-to-day look like?
1: So the day-to-day kind of varies, you know, um, on the label side, I still, uh, so I, I oversee all urban streaming. So I deal with I'm dealing with partners every day, from Apple to Spotify to Amazon to Title to SoundCloud. Um, dealing with campaigns, uh, playlisting, um, but I also, on the same time, I also still deal with posts, PR. So it's kind of balancing those two different, those two different worlds at the same time. Um, but on on the a, on a, you know on a day to day, the the week usually starts off on a Monday, just prepping releases that are coming out on Friday, making sure editors are updated on what releases are coming out, that they have all our assets, and then getting to the nitty gritty and just looking at the data and making sure everybody's aware of what records are really moving.
0: Got it. Now is, um, you know, I kind of want to talk about the data for a second. Like, do you guys, um, do you start to pitch playlists after a record's already been out. I'm I'm sure it's a, a mix of both. Like sometimes obviously you want, you know, the exclusive that it's going to premiere on a playlist, but um, do you, how often do you pitch, I guess it's a twofold question, right? So how often do you pitch records that have been out for a little bit? So you actually have some data and then how do you use that data to, you know, work with the, the, the DSPs to,
1: um, you know, try and try and get on playlists? I think, uh, I think, uh, in any conversation, the first, the first question is always like, hey, how do I get on playlists? But I think the game really is just about building audience and building fans, you know? Um, I never want an artist to feel like they have to rely on one specific playlist in order to break, right? Just because if we've seen we've seen artists, you want to be able to sell shows, sell tickets, is more than just, you know, getting a top-tier playlist. So, um using 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 the data is just more so it's just a strong suit just to show editors like hey if 70 percent of streams are coming from somebody's library you usually it tells me a sign that that's a fan favorite you know Mm -hmm.
0: got it so I, i think that's a great point too what are some of the key metrics that that you really look at that um kind of signal hey there might be something here like the library pieces is one that you just mentioned is there anything else that you really focus on
1: um i'm looking at library saves i'm looking at um the source of stream i'm looking at like repeats uh how many times somebody's hitting back and like before the song even ends they're just just rewinding it and you know playing it back so those those are the key things i'm kind of just looking at
0: got it got it and then in terms of like how you know how you manage your outreach with you know the the streaming services i'm sure you work with you know a a few different artists at any given time right so how how do you balance that is it really just making sure that um you're hitting up more than one editor or curator. Um so you're not just like constantly hitting the same person and asking the same questions. Mm-hmm.
1: Totally, totally. So I think that's where like the PR background kind of helps in the streaming mm-hmm. space is because when you're when you're a publicist, you're you're dealing with 15, 20, etc, uh, a bunch of artists and you're you're constantly talking to all the same outlets. So instead of me reaching out the complex for example and sending hey here's a here's a post pitch and then hitting another editor and saying, Hey, here's a domine pitch is kind of just creating like a newsletter and saying, here, here's everything that's going on with everything at Republic. Got
0: it. Right. So it's kind of like everything all at once. And then that's like the first feeler one. And then you kind of circle back with ones that you think would make sense for specific people uh-huh. or you let them or that you let them hit you back. Right.
1: Um, It's a little bit, it's a little bit twofold. Right. So, Right, Let's right. say a newsletter looks like 10 artists, and then there's traction on three out of those 10, and I'll hit back and say, hey, you know, just here's everything, but these three specific records, I just want to just call out and just put at the top of your radar.
0: Yep. Yep. Because, you know, it. every
1: editor has their own their own taste and their own style yep. that they're looking for on their end, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think that, that's something that's super key that I talk to a lot of people about as well with, with artists and managers that are coming up. People are like, um, yo, I want to get on Rap Caviar. And it's like, you know, people that are super wet behind the ears. And it's like, well, you got to understand that Rap Caviar is straight up for the A-listers, right? That's like for Post yep. and, and other guys of that caliber. So you got to really understand like where you're pitching and, and understand that like, hey, there might be some smaller ones that are still a great fit. And it kind of helps build up your long-term uh, story with with an e- editor, right? If you're just pitching for rap caviar, it's like, yeah, you know, everybody wants rap caviar, duh. But yeah, why not? Why not hit
1: for? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. So it's like, why not hit for these smaller ones and try and build up your story there? So that way, like, that editor looks out for you when you start to build up, and then it makes sense for you to jump from this, you know. 100,000 playlists to this 500,000 follower playlist for the next release that you have. Like, I'm sure that's a big piece of what you do too, in terms of like your planning, like starting on some smaller spots and then trying to build up.
1: Oh, definitely. You definitely want to test it in like the uh, the baby playlist or the tester playlist just to see how, you know, fans are really going to react to it. If uh, if they're testing and automatically saving it to the library, awesome. You know, that means that's a great sign for that record. We can really kind of, tested in the next top tier um but yeah you know a lot of you don't want to ever rush the process right you don't ever want to go to um a rap caviar or a rap life and burn the record because once you burn the record there is no going back
0: yeah yeah that's it's it you, you already went up top you know
1: Yeah, <laughs> like you cannot
0: you can't go back there's nowhere back. else right and then there's nowhere else to go I I mean, I think that's kind of been, like, evident for a long time within the industry, right? Like, people, you you look at um, the one-hit wonders that weren't able to, like, really bounce back from things. You know, it's like they shot up too high, too fast, and then they didn't have the foundation for, like, when things went bad. Whereas you look at somebody like a Kanye or an Eminem or Jay-Z who had to like fight when they were first starting out to like really be heard and then things started to click and now they know what it feels like when shit's not popping and so they know how to like bounce back and and try and get in a different way I think yeah I agree with you totally man it's like you, you really gotta just take your time and trust the process of like trying to build from step to step
1: um yeah you you know you don't want to you don't ever want to be put in that predicament where the song in a sense is kind of bigger than the artist you know that's really how you define like the one-hit wonder where you remember the song you're like who is that
0: yeah you know you're really
1: trying to build a fan base you're trying to sell out shows you're trying to sell merch you really want to become an artist and not just live behind just one song For sure. I think that
0: tees up the next question perfectly. You know, what do you think artists and managers that are just starting out can do to get, you know, better support uh, from a streaming service or maybe not support, but just better, um, they can start to build a better relationship with, with streaming services.
1: I think, I think the key is just one, having assets and having a plan, you know, it's really you you really want to see as a manager and artist hey this is what i'm doing this is this is my plan this is my vision how can we partner together and fill in holes that maybe i'm missing and not thinking of you know instead of just asking hey can we get this playlist you know it's 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 really a partnership
0: absolutely um and and i think like or i guess let me ask this too, like starting from kind of starting from ground zero what are some of the things that you think artists need, absolutely need to have like if you were just starting out and you, you were going to be a new artist what what are the things that you'd want to focus on if you know that like your goal is to get on big spotify play playlists like what you know you mentioned having or the ba- assets or like having the, the basics
1: or oh, yeah, yeah, like, what what like press photos bio um you know i would body of work you know it doesn't need to be the final mixes and the final master but at least a good sense of like musically where you're at you know instead of just playing one or two songs um i know i've seen a lot of especially in the last year a lot of these these young artists you know um they just put out music and it just goes so you know being prepared to uh to perform live is is definitely something that I, I definitely recommend these young, these young artists and these managers to, to keep in mind, you know? Yeah. Especially with the, how, how, the festival market is going.
0: Absolutely. And then it's like, if that song hits on those playlists, like people are going to want to see you perform live, you know what I mean? And that's yep. like another way to make money. And if you don't have that set up from day one, yep. it's, that's where you start to see the one hit wonder stuff. Cause you're like, Oh, yep. you weren't prepared. And if you have a shitty show, people aren't going to want to come back because you got to remember they're spending their hard-earned money on you so like you got to live yep. up to
1: your end of the bargain too um 100 yeah. and i think it's also these kids have to be you know a little bit savvy with 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 tech with technology you know hmm. whether it be TikTok, whether it's social media really building that even even gaming you know gaming is a huge huge yeah. part of the music community now so it's just finding those different avenues of you know how do i how do i make myself stand out
0: mm-hmm. right that that's we have talked about that over and over again on this it's like the key now is how do you stand out amongst the noise right like t- yep. technology's made it so much easier to make music but because of that there's so many more people doing it so then it gets harder and harder to actually stand out and yeah now it's it's real work like if you're trying to make this your full-time job and a full-time career forever like you got to be willing to put in the time and the effort and like that takes like making sure your live show is good making sure you got a plan you know testing out other platforms and seeing what's working and what's not working so yeah,
1: yeah. what does it's- your merch it's- game look like you know right Because if I, if I only have $50 in my pocket and Tyler creator has merch out you know all these different artists yeah. it's like where am I going to spend this
0: $50 yep one 1000% 1, i um, curious to get your take on uh, when, when artists are like just starting out like super early in their career, curious to know what you think about, you know, quantity over quality.
1: Um, I always say more is more, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But I always, I always think it's always key for an artist to be prepared when, you know, especially with, how TikTok is really exploding these these songs is you put out music, you kind of have to be prepared. I shouldn't say kind of, you should be prepared to have other music just because the way the streaming game goes, when you get a little bit of one song, you want more. So it's always, you know, new always sells old. So the more music you put out, the more income you're you're going to get. So um, I hope I answered the, 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 the question, but
0: yeah absolutely i mean i i I agree i also look at it from the other sense of like that's just how you're getting your reps up when you're early on right because your early stuff's probably going to suck so the goal is to like put it out so that you can actually get feedback from it and see like does it suck or is it good and if it does what about it sucks and how can you work on it to, to get it better? And the only way you're going to get that feedback is by continuing to put stuff out. And then the quality comes as you get older in your career, because now you understand what it takes to make a quality song.
1: Yes. And I, and I think that there's different avenues to test like different records, you know, like you said, there's exactly. so many different streaming platforms there's so many different avenues, you know, maybe you're testing those, those, um, those quick records, maybe you're just testing them on YouTube and SoundCloud just to really get that yep. that first little bass going. And then when you're ready with the hit record, that's when you're ready to go to like the Apples, the Spotify's, the um, the major leagues, as I like to call them. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah, because it, it, that's it's so true too. Like that's even like the next layer of it is like just being smart and saying like, okay, cool. Like I'm gonna just put my fun records over here, just starting out. But like, yeah, saving the album for this this spot. Um, and I think, you know, the the reason I think it's important that we talk about that and hit on is because I think a lot of people when they're first starting out they're uh, especially in today's society, right, especially in today's, um, entertainment business, there are just so many options. So like, you know, choice paralysis is a big thing, you know, like there's so many choices you then just like tend to shut down because you're like, yo, I don't want to deal with it you know, and people yep. sometimes get overwhelmed. Oh my God, I, I got to be on Spotify and Apple Music and YouTube and, and SoundCloud. And it's like, oh, and Instagram. And it's like, yo, that can be kind of like super cumbersome. So just like find one outlet and just kill that one outlet be like, you know, what, I'm just going to upload a ton of records here on SoundCloud. And that's it. Start to build up a following here. And then when it gets better, I can move over to the, to the other spots. So yeah, I think, uh, I think um, you know, in you, having you on and, and having you talk about that carries a lot of weight because, like, you're dealing with those two worlds on a day-to-day. Like, you're working with, you know, some up-and-coming artists on the label, and then you're working with Post Malone. So, like, you can kind of see it firsthand.
1: And I don't think, you know, every, there, it's not one size fits all. It right. depends on the artist. It depends, you know, some artists are super, super visual. And, you know, that's how they, that's how they come across, and that's how they get their message to cut through the noise. So, you know, I would, uh, it, it all, it all depends on what the artist is really trying to trying to accomplish, but no, I definitely agree that, you know, kind of, kind of build that strategy, focus on that strategy and just go after it. For sure.
0: Cool. Um, so yeah, I kind of want to talk about a couple of things a little bit um, more so on, on some of your personal experiences, um, starting out in the music business. This is kind of how I would like to close out, um, just cause I think it's, you know, I like to talk about in the beginning and then here at the end, cause I think it's important for people that are trying to get in the industry that to understand that like you are going to go through some tough times starting out and, and don't worry, everyone goes through it, but these are some uh, things that, that you can kind of lean on and understand that other people have gone through and hopefully they can find some, some sort of uh, insight into that. Um, but yeah. So is there a, is there a piece of advice that you give out, um, that you see only a few people follow through on, you know, but for those people, it has like a major impact. Right. Cause I think there's always a couple of yeah. gems. There's always a couple of gems that were like, yo, you just need to know this one piece <laughs> and tell it. And then you don't see people carried out, but the one or two people you do, you can see like, Oh man, yep. It worked for them. So is there anything still,
1: that, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. We, we were talking, we are talking, we were having this conversation yesterday with artists, oh, um, right. um, Brooklyn. And yeah, I think it's, I think there's a couple little pieces of advice. One, I would say don't rush the process, Uh, you know, the industry with still the entertainment industry. So everyone's looking around see what everyone else is doing, but you kind of have to have those horse blinders and just focus on your own path because with the person who's doing left or right of you, that's, that's not you, you know? Um, I see a lot of, a lot of the kids coming into the game and, you know, they're maybe 19, 20, 22, and they want to be a VP already. And they want to just, you can't, you can't worry about what other people are doing. You have to really just grasp every piece of knowledge and information you can, and really build yourself to be um, an executive. Not that I want to say that can stand by themselves, but going back to the whole streaming analogy, like whether you're on the top tier playlist or not, if you're getting all these streams from your library, you're good you have that fan base. So don't, don't ever rush the process. Try to try to get as much knowledge as you can, um, and, and spread it out, you know, whether that's learning, streaming, radio, press and all of that can help you in the long run to be, um, an overall executive, you know, super well-balanced. And then the second thing I would say is no task is too small. Um, you really want to learn everything. When I was interning, I would, you know, look at the radio sheets. I would look at the sales sheets, and I would look at all the all the press. Like, how do how do these things get done? You know, because as a, you know, if you want to be a manager, if you want to be the president of a regular label, you kind of have to know all the in and outs of of everything. So, I think those are the two the two pieces of advice I give. You know, whether people listen <laughs> is one thing. But
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. It's 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 not a race. We're Right. You know, you it's, it's, you're, it's, you're, you're playing chess, not checkers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. And then the, uh,
0: the, the second question would be um, from your own personal history is like, what, you know, what was one of your weaknesses when you first started out in the industry? And have you since been able to turn that into one of your strengths or maybe not a strength, but something that was a weakness that you're just continuing to try and get better at, you know, every day?
1: Um, Patience. I think that's one thing um, I have to learn every day. Um, just because everything moves so fast that you're just like, damn, how do I keep up? Um, you know, going back to like what we said there's so much, you know, whether you're getting texts, WhatsApps, DMs, you know, there's so many ways to communicate. Um, So, you know, an artist actually told me, told me that, you know, it's okay to do one thing at a time and it's okay to think like that, you know? yeah, I think that's definitely the one thing I deal with like, on a day-to-day basis. If I yeah, I have a lot of my boss's voices in my head and everything yeah. that comes back together. So it's just patience, it's just you know, and do everything with a smile, you know, like this at the end of the day, this is Hollywood, this is this is entertainment, this is, you're, we're selling the dream. So every day you just have to come in with a huge smile on your face.
0: Yeah, I don't think that's ever been one of your weaknesses, man. Ever since we've known each other, like, <laughs> you've always had that 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 on. But I, I agree. I think it's about, you know, like, really um, understanding your purpose, right? And going in there and yep. say, hey, if I'm going to do this every day, I might as well have a smile on my face, right? Because, like, 100%. shit, I want to be here. And we get to, like, help make people's dreams come true and, and um, you know, be a part of those long processes and, and get there. So, Yeah, I definitely agree. And then on the patience piece too. I mean, I think that's um, that comes from like getting, you know, a little bit older in the industry and and starting to realize like, you know, uh, I, I, I use patience right along the same lines as um, that, you know, the old basketball coach, the UCLA coach, John Wooden always had that line be quick, but don't rush. And I think that, that is like that exact, those two things go hand in hand, like that's patience, right? You're like, you're, you're doing, you know, the planning that is going to take a little bit of time. Right. But then like, when you start to execute, you know, you're able to be quick because you're not rushing. You already put that plan together and you have that patience and understand like, okay, we're going to get there by doing these small steps one at a time.
1: Yep and I have to also think like another thing like you have to kind of be nimble you have to be able to turn on a dime Like going back to what you said be able to be quick to react yeah. you know not yep. nothing is going to go the way you want it to go 100 percent. like you there's mm-hmm. things that are out of your control and you just have to learn how to deal with that accept it and let's just let's just go with the journey
0: yeah it's, it's just trying to find the solution right because there's always you know? going to be a problem and if you're always. too caught up in like Arguing what the problem is, you're gonna miss those solution opportunities and ways to figure it out. So, yeah, man, couldn't agree more. Well, uh, yeah, uh, again, appreciate the time. We're we're coming down to the close here. We got a couple more minutes, but um, just as we wrap up, you know, what are some of the things that you're working on um, in the in the new year that you're super excited about?
1: Oh man, we have this big project come in um, with. Uh, I can't give too much details, but it is a legendary um hip-hop record label um Mm. we got we have a big uh we have a big little series come out coming out at the top of the year with uh with a big partner so i'm super excited for that it's uh you know it's a it's a label that uh you know has definitely changed my my passion for music it's definitely Mm. opened my eyes to a lot of things so i can't wait to uh, i can't wait for the world to see it
0: nice and you're working on that project specifically as well
1: Oh yeah, specifically. Uh, we have, we've been a lot of the traveling I've done this year has just been, uh, you know, filming it and 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 dealing with the with the head honchos to oversee it and nice. make sure that uh, it's up to their standards. And you know, it's uh, it's the team the team behind it. They really killed it. They they blew it out the water. So I'm am really 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 excited for it.
0: That's awesome, man. I got an idea of who it is, and and obviously won't <laughs> say it. But, uh, yeah, if that's the yeah, case. Yeah, we could do,
1: we could do a part two. We could, we could yeah, do a part two exactly. without and we could talk <laughs> yeah, about <for> it. Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll have to break it down and be like, remember we talked about that six months ago? <laughs> yeah, break it down. Uh, but, yeah, absolutely, part two for sure. Um, and then, yeah, if if you're down, you know, where uh, where can people contact you to, to get at you if they, they have any other future questions?
1: Uh, yeah, they can uh, follow me at my Instagram. Uh, I am uh, B um or my email is uh matthew.bronnell at com. reach out man. and i'm uh i'm, I'm always listening to, to new music and we uh we love to discover new new people so anybody who has questions or anything like that please feel free to reach out
0: Dope, oh, man i appreciate that um and then last one uh we got a we got a new segment that that i'm starting today and i just thought oh man this is it's fitting. Like I, I didn't even put it two and two together until like right now. Um, but since, since streaming is, is your thing, I kind of want to do, um, what would the name as the last question here, what would the name of Maddie B's personal playlist be?
1: Ooh, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is, uh, that's a good one.
0: Yeah, right. Um, I just thought of this, like, last week, and I was like, oh, I kind of want to update this. This would be kind of tight, you know, uh, especially given what our course is and the things that we're doing with Studio Talk, and then, like, I thought it was even more fitting to have you be the first guy to, to answer the question.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Let me see. Maddie's playlist. Oof. Um I'm definitely a vibe guy, so you know I definitely have uh I, I definitely call my my playlist. If you go to if you go to my library now, it's based off seasons. So I got like a little winter vibe, there I got go. a summer vibe. So I'd probably have to go with Maddie's vibes.
0: Hey, I feel like that's Maddie's perfect, vibe. right? It's it's that time of year, especially the holiday season. Everybody's trying to catch that and add you
1: know? that
0: wave into the new but, year. Uh, so it's perfect.
1: But if you you do follow me on Spotify, I definitely have, you know, I recently just got engaged. So there is a, there is a, a wedding planning playlist. There you so go, if anybody man. Anybody has recommendations, let me know. Let me know what <laughs> adding to the playlist. We're setting up that playlist now, so we're no, getting so ready it's... for 2021.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go, man. There you go. And congrats to I know. I know we spoke uh, a few months back when when you guys got engaged. We had Chris on our podcast a couple of weeks ago too. So I'm glad we can make it a family affair and make it official.
1: Nah, she killed it. She killed it. She's, uh, she's awesome. doing a thing, man hands down, the Latin queen. So she's she's rocking and I'm I'm blessed. She gave me my shot. She gave me my shot to be here, so. <laughs> there you go,
0: man. There you go. All right, bro. Well, hey, I, I appreciate the time once again. And uh, yeah, looking forward to, to everything that you have coming on in the, in the new year. And yeah, we'll absolutely have to do that part too.
1: Likewise, my brother. Happy holidays and thank you for the time.
0: Same to you, man. I'll talk to you soon.